what do you enjoy doing? She said, I don't know. Well, how, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. Like, well, you have to start trying different things. And you said like pottery, Just try pottery, go for a pottery class, go for a dance class, go like uh, start DIYing, you know, like upcycling furniture, something. Hey, I'm Ronia Sakata, founder of the Joy Academy and queen of joy. That's how my friends call me. It's so important to me that my life is full of joy and that I enjoy every moment because I know how fast it could be over. We can do so many things to bring joy in our lives, to create joy. And that's what this podcast is all about. I talk with people and they tell me how they bring joy to their everyday life and how they create a life full of joy. So let's dive right in and please tell me after the episode what your takeaway is from this talk. Welcome, Ena Bautista at the Let's Create Joy podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. We will reveal how we know each other in our talk for sure. But first, my questions as always, who are you, what do you do, and what brings you joy in your life, and how do you create it? And we start from there. Yay! Uh, it's such a pleasure being here. My name is Anna Bautista. I'm a mom. I'm a creative. I'm a I'm a wife. Uh, I run a business. Uh, I'm a mindset and mindset and business coach, and I help women unleash their unstoppable self. You know, uh, I I know. You know, I say I'm become unstoppable coach, uh, but I feel like each and every one of us are, are as women, we're unstoppable. Uh, we just need help a little bit of uncovering, you know, and unshackling ourselves because a lot of us are shackled by um, negative beliefs, society expectations. You know, uh, how we were raised, beliefs that we took on from others. So I think we just need help removing the unnecessary. Yes, exactly. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What brings me joy? Uh, I'd say spending time with my little one who is three and a half. Um, I had a, let's say, difficult childhood and I didn't... spend much time being a child then and now now that I have a son it's like you're forced in a way to go on his on their level to a children child's level and play with him in his level and it's absolutely amazing you know I've learned to have fun that I haven't known before (laughs) wow that's so beautiful I have chills like oh so you can like pick up your own memories you should have had but you didn't have yes 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 uh I grew up very early on I had responsibilities as a as a child and uh, we I was born in Bosnia we experienced war so that influenced my childhood and now that I'm a mom with a little one I allow myself to experience that through him and uh, I've learned I was always before I became a mom I was always um concerned how am I going to be as a mom because I was thinking oh I'm gonna be such a boring mom like I don't know how to have fun but now it has forced me in a way to uh 
work on myself and to get rid of those per- perceptions that I had about myself. And I've learned so much. I was thinking, I thought that I'm such a, a boring mom, but I actually like when you have a little one who is bored out of his life and uh, who is crying, I, you learn how to make goofy faces and how to be goofy and how to uh, pick them up when they're not feeling well. So I've become quite creative. So being creative is something which brings you joy too, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. So last year, um, when the lockdown began and my son and I uh, stayed at home, my husband was working. I had to, you know, like go back to basis, basics. I need, needed to find something that will keep me going through that. I've never gardened. I've never potted a plant in my entire life, never grown a vegetable. But at the, at the beginning of lockdown, that's how I went. Like, And I've re- discovered such joy in gardening. Uh, and it has helped me and my son, you know, bond explore the nature I've learned so much about gardening the plants pots succulents cactus tomatoes everything and he has loved it too as well it was really really uh, something that he could do with me which was not just the regular usual stuff and it broke out uh, broke up that monotony that we were feeling uh, you know at the beginning because we were locked down we couldn't go anywhere especially in the first 12 weeks and that was um, something uh, in a way that uh, that was a coping mechanism for me and then after that I started I told there was a lot of things that I did for the first time, which I was telling myself, oh, I'm, I'm not good at that. You know, gardening was one. Secondly, it was um, creative things out of resin. I always said, I'm not creative at all. I'm rubbish. And I ended up uh, using resin as an outlet to create art, to create um, items for use. And, you know, it's been something that I'm still like have continued to do. Can you show some items? Because I know your videos, but um, maybe some people are like, what's that? So this is, uh, I thought you might ask. (laughs) (laughs) So at least I'll have something. So this is a notebook that I have created. I include, so these are the back and front page. Um, it has gold floating. And then this is how it looks like on the inside. So uh, basically this can be opened and then you can put the uh, paper inside. And once you're done, right, once you have written all, you just, you can find it on Amazon and just like put the inserts inside. So, so that's, that's just one. It's a, it's a liquid and it hardens very fast. Yes. And you can create, um... uh, so it cures. It depends on the resin, but it cures uh, usually within 24 hours. Uh, it You get like two parts, uh, resin and hardener. And it's not as, it's thicker than, uh, than water. And then you mix it, mix it, mix it, add the colors, the glitter. Like glitter, I love glitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I add it into molds and leave it to harden. And here, if you can see, those are my glitters and pigments. 
So okay. uh, this wasn't here when we moved. This was just a plain wall. And then I created the space there for myself where I So could... that's something you started in lockdown too. Is that like... Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I'm already impressed by gardening. I'm so not good <laughs> in gardening. We have some, you know, that was funny from the food of the bird food in winter, maybe some seeds, not maybe, it has to be some seeds fell down on our veranda and some ninja sunflowers grew out of this little space. Oh, that's so sweet. The, the, the stone. The crack. So we have a ninja, ninja, we had last summer, we had really had the, we couldn't pass nearly with our um, tray when we were eating outside because there was so many big gigantic sunflowers. So that's like, oh, I can grow ninja sunflowers. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> yes. And for me, it was uh, more picking and simply exploring. Last year, I uh, told myself, you know what, I've always said that I'm not good at this. How about if I just try? So I put some seeds in the soil and said, you know, if something comes out of it, good. If it doesn't, I've learned something. And I ended up having tomatoes, big squash, you know, like pumpkins, courgettes, and that courgette like really served us and the neighbors because we had so much. So cool. Like, Whoa, ooh, I'm not rubbish at this uh, after all. And I like the, the analogy of growing, you know, with the seeds for coaching, you don't dig up the, the, the seeds like grow, 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 where are you like and, and hurry up, you just let it grow. I love the coaching aspect of, of um, seeds growing in, in the soil. But um, yes, yeah. And you have to nurture it. And uh, one of the things like how I would I became a coach a couple of years ago and then I started questioning a lot of my preconceived ideas what I had like especially uh, with this with uh, like creativeness uh, gardening and I told myself you know what this I've been telling myself my entire life that I'm something how about if I flip it on its head and what if not I'm not and that's for me that was like uh, the question that I always asked myself when I um, when I stumbled on stumble on something it's like what if this is not true maybe you know like what if I can do it you know you tell yourself oh you can't do this well what if you can you know and you take it from there and then you just try one step uh, in front of the other and then all of a sudden you have a new skill and you know I didn't even dream in my wildest dreams that I'm going to have a full garden of veggies and flowers. And I've been gardening pretty hard the last couple of days. <laughs> like, uh, and I didn't even dream that I'm going to be selling my resin uh, makes because it was, it started off just as a hobby and all of a sudden like, oh, maybe I could sell this, you know, <laughs> why not? And we will put all your details into the show. Yes. <laughs> of course. Do you have an Etsy shop or how do you sell uh, I, <laughs> I said, you know what? Everyone goes on Etsy. Uh, so I have an Etsy shop for only two or three items, but uh, usually I sell everything on my own uh, site. And I thought, you know what? Like, oh, everyone is on Etsy. Uh, everyone is like selling there. 
I might as well have my own site because, you know, like when someone goes to your store and I've seen myself as well, like they go to the store and then uh, a lot others suggestions will come up and then it's just like a lot of competition. And I thought to myself, well, if it's on my own store, they do not have suggestions from others. So cool. Yeah. In so a way, I've been now where we went from what brings yes, <laughs> so, so interesting. So, um, yeah, let's go back and explore some more because it's so inspiring. It doesn't have to be this hobby, it can be something else. Like, I would love to, to um, try pottery sometime, but um, I know I need a course. I did it once when I was a child, and, and it's not as easy as it looks like on these Instagram videos. So no, no, like doing I, a I'm course is on my on my bucket list. So what else definitely did you start or what brings you joy? Uh, what brings me joy? Dancing. <laughs> like I have a one uh, noise canceling headset, and then when everything is a little bit too much and just put that on, put on some music and then I'll just jump around or go for a walk. I love walking and I've realized that when I go for a walk and when I allow myself to just like release all of the thoughts, a lot of new inspired ideas come from that. And then I get ideas for the business, the programs that I want to la launch. And then I come home and open up a journal and then start writing. So I, I find that really, really, um, in a way, it's not a joy in a way that, you know, you're jumping for joy, but joy in a calming and relaxing way. Yeah, I think there are so many nuances of joy and that's the beauty of it. And it's very personal what brings you joy. So that's oh, my yes. favorite oh, question. Yes. Oh, yes. And you definitely need to dig in to find what gives you joy. Because I remember way before I did the self-development work, uh, way before uh, I was even aware of it, I was quite an unhappy person. I experienced some trauma in life and I was very bitter and, you know, held like a grudge and resentment towards the experiences I have gone in my life and when I started opening up and exploring, then I started asking myself, okay, what actually makes me happy? And then I think a lot of us don't dig deep to find what brings us joy, what makes us happy, what, like, what we enjoy doing. You know, we just get stuck in a rut with businesses, with jobs, with families, and very little spend time finding what actually uh, brings us joy and you said like I know I've uh, remember I've mentioned to someone in the past like she felt unhappy and I said well what do you enjoy doing she said I don't know well how what are you going to do about it I don't know like well you have to start trying different things and you said like pottery Just try pottery go for a pottery class go for a dance class go like uh, start DIYing, you know, like upcycling furniture, something. And that's one of my passions as well. Uh, but you have to find, you know, you have to start doing things. So you'll find something that gives you joy. Otherwise, you'll just stay in a rut and you won't find what, uh, what makes you happy and what um, gets you out of the slump when you're feeling down and 
yeah trying new things and 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 things which excites you like oh exactly. that would be nice not something you don't want to do that how how that's not boring that's not exciting and i know some people are like life is not supposed to be fun or what how how easy would it be if i only did things that are fun but i like well why not because we yes. don't know how long our life is is how long we are here so let's have fun And I know exactly. it, it sounds a little like like too easy, but I think it's not finding what's what's exciting to you, what's fun and and brings you joy. Then you have more energy, and then it's just nicer to be around you at work, at home. So for me, really, like joy is my compass, is my slogan in my company, and that's just how how I live my life. And and you seem to. Yes, on the same. Uh, yes, uh, you know, I wasn't always uh, like this. And you, once you, what uh, brings you joy, and when you start doing more of those things that are really like uh, that give you pleasure, that make you happy, and you know, like the fun things, then you're not. You do not feel so like the difficult bits don't seem so difficult. You know, like because if everything is serious, if everything just is just the responsibilities, as some people think, you know, life should be. And I used to think that, you know, guilty, <laughs> <laughs> guilty as charged. But if you keep on living like that, it's just like monotony. There's no, do you really want to spend the rest of your life uh, being unhappy and miserable and, you know, not enjoying the things that, um bring you pleasure i know a lot of us have been raised uh to think about and life is just about the responsibilities you, this is how the life goes and you know i remember when i was younger we were told oh you know you're judged if you're too playful <laughs> well now i'm my own adult Uh, myself you know my own person I have my own mind so I can decide and I don't really care what others say like uh, I'm making my life uh, much more enjoyable how, how do you what do you say to your clients when they ask you about um yeah what but what will people think you know that's such a huge block of everybody I think to just not yes. do what you want to do because what would people think of me or of my family or how do you how do you attack this this um, limiting so yes how do I attack it we usually go deep down uh, like what's behind that belief like why do they have the need to feel that everyone has to like them and you know uh, I've had that struggle in the past you know I did everything to please everyone and I was so in um in such a like I was so miserable because I said every yes to everything you know and when I have a client who says oh but like what would the others say I cannot tell you what to do but I can help you uncover what's behind that belief you know um What is, why do you have the need to, for um, everyone to like you? And it's always going to be something like really, really deep, you know, because, and then from there we will work like why 
releasing negative emotions around it and establishing some new helpful habits. And definitely working on the, um, the belief that this is what I noticed, that a lot of people won't establish boundaries and won't say no, mostly because they're scared what will other person think. And, uh, and they feel that if they establish uh, boundaries and if they say no or if they do things like that's going to make uh, them happy and it means uh, like them unhappy the other person and it means they are a bad person for saying no or for establishing boundaries so it's more about digging deep what's behind those beliefs and finding the root cause and then just like working on that root cause yeah, I can tell you, easily tell you, like, well, who the heck cares what they think? But if we don't dig deep what's underneath, then it's not going to make much difference, right? Yeah, and the, I just find it so amazing that the priority, like, I make everybody else happy and I'm unhappy. Like, wow, like, think of that. How about yes. you are you being happy is the priority because you are more of service when you are happy and definitely um, definitely and a lot of it comes down to uh, like valuing ourselves and a lot of us women devalue ourselves and our you know um, we love everyone else but it feels difficult to love yourself. Mm -hmm. with all your flaws and everything we are sometimes so easy to forgive others and uh, like we can't forgive ourselves so that's one of the things that I work with uh, mostly women I don't refuse men but you know I have a passion for women because uh, of my own journey what I went through how I healed how I changed myself as a person how I up leveled and I know a lot of women struggle for, with that, you know, their, um, with their experiences. So I can definitely relate to that more. I just was thinking when I was listening to you, it's so beautiful that, I mean, there are millions of coaches on the whole world, but we are so different because of our experience and our approach and our energy. Like, yeah, I had so many, so many different coaches already interviewed and it, there is something somebody for everybody you know like you, oh yes you feel it and you, you remember we made we met in a in a social media course club yes. not a club membership and yes, um yes. do you remember the question about this other lady like um she's doing what I do and she's now following me and this is so difficult ah uh, yes 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 I vaguely remember I cannot remember what was it uh, yeah she was just concerned that somebody is following her on social media doing the same work and she will copycat maybe or what is that and there I felt it so deeply and I was grateful that I don't have this stress anymore because like listening to you, you do the same thing than I do, but the right people will go to Inna and the right people will go to Ronya. And it's just, and I can even send you people like, oh, I think you need Inna, you know, just because of the, of the feeling. I love yes, that. Yes, exactly, love exactly. That. 
And we all have different experiences, different upbringing, uh, different past, you know, memories, and we uh, filter information, the same information differently. And we're going to interpret it, react to it differently. And at the end of the day, each of our energy is very, very individual. So, uh, you know, I always say there's no competition. It's just like collaboration. Yeah, that's really, and this feeling is so delicious. Like there is no competition. How do you get or got there? I just, I, I think I have to, I have to reflect on that too, because it's oh, like, how did oh, I, it's like I haven't thought about that. Give me a second. How did I get there? Well, I think, you know, being, the more I worked on myself, the more, you know, I, I was dealing with my beliefs, like limiting beliefs and um, from childhood. And, you know, like when you, as you're growing up, there's always this like competition between women, you know, like uh, the jealousy, the envy. And it took me a while to, you know, uh, realize that it's not about the competition. And I think it came from appreciating my own gifts, you know, my, uh, my zone of genius, uh, learning to love myself as I am I think that's it you know like when you start loving yourself and appreciating and you know really being aware of all the gifts that you have then you become more aware that you know others will have different gifts it's not about is she better than me is the other person better than me or am I better it's not about like I'm going to top you or you're going to top me and it's also uh, simply just being surrounded by other women and seeing like how many how often they do the same thing but you'll you'll connect to one coach or to one person much easier than the other person and it's just that understanding that personal energy um more than than before i think sometimes it's annoying like i heard this from this person this person this person and now after i don't know how many years now i i listen to you i'm like ah oh, now i get it before i heard it but i didn't i didn't get it exactly so and sometimes like we will hear things uh, with different filters with different awareness uh we will uh, here like if you've ever read one book multiple times each time you're going to pick up something different from it Even you know that. if you've listened to a training from a coach that you've been following it for a while and you re-listen to that training second third time around you're going to pick up different things and it's like we filter things from a different level of, uh, of awareness but it's also like it's just about, again, with that energy, uh, it's going to hit different <laughs> if you hear it, if, for an example, I hear it from you than from someone else. It's so, so cool. yeah. I just love this whole, it's just a process. And, and for me, life is like a game. And I know it's hard to say life is a game when you're really in a bad place, like, ha, mm. ha, life is a game. Fuck you with that. Like, yes, I get you. I get but you. still there like let's let's create little enjoyable time pockets where we can lift ourselves up and um and i don't 
that's uh, something I repeat myself all the time. I'm not, the, you know, like not don't be happy like this. I I really I'm sad when I'm sad and I'm angry exactly. when I'm angry. That I have no problem with letting the feeling out and really feel it, and then I can like talk to myself like, okay, are you done now? <laughs> What do you need now? Yes, then yes, yes. You can pick yourself up from there. But I know like talking like life is a game and you're really in a bad place, that seems like offensive. What would you say to a person like at a really bad place? What's the next step? What 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 what, what is to, the next what step? What to do? I think it's going to depend a lot on uh, the situation. That would be like as if I'm telling my younger self, you know, will be experienced for... Uh, I know my parents didn't eat for three days just so my sister and I could eat. You know, I was seven and my sister was three. So, you know, saying, uh, you know, have fun to someone who, who has experienced something like that. It's just like rude. It definitely. Someone who is homeless, again, don't like it would be. I wouldn't basically, I wouldn't say something like that to uh, someone like that, but I would definitely encourage to uh, ask help. You know, if you're in a bad place, try to look for the information, try to ask for help wherever you can, uh, the local services, reach out to people. Um, you know, a lot of us, I've felt like really, really low last year as well. Um, I had um, leftovers of postnatal depression and it was difficult for me really to tune into something positive and I was like really feeling really bad like the longest the longer the lockdown was going on it the worse it felt and I felt alone especially because I don't have any uh, relatives here and it uh, I think when I was at the deepest, at the most difficult, I tried to focus on, you know, these little things that I could. And that in a way got me through it, the gardening. And I reached out to people. I reached out, uh, I went for therapy because I, I was, I realized that I couldn't handle it anymore on my own. I reached out to groups, to people that I, uh, you know, only knew from online spaces. And I said, you know what? I'm feeling pretty, please, like, and people reached out. They reached out to help because, you know, that, uh, that is my experience of the online community. You know, it's not just a negative. I've surrounded myself with women that I have never in my entire life met in person i know people like for five years only met them online never seen them in person but we've become so close and uh i've shared with them what i haven't been able to share for an example with someone who, who are really close to me because they understood and that community like really really helped because they could relate And that's one of like the reasons why I'm passionate about my work, because when you're feeling like really in the depths and when you want to do everything to change your situation, when you don't know like where is, where is the end and how, what's your next step? I want to be there to help people to um, find that next step and, you know, go for the, 
for whatever they desire. I know I went quite a bit. No, around. that's beautiful. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was processing because yeah, it's from here I want first you have to know what do I want and where do I want to go and then like next step and then the next step. Yes, exactly. Like if you're in a, a really, really bad position, I think, you know, as I was last year, for me, the thing that I didn't want, I knew that I didn't want to feel that way any longer. So I asked myself, okay, what can I do about it? Because it was difficult for me to tune into something like really magnificent because I was like in the depths of the depression and feeling really sad. So the first step was, okay, what can I do so I can stop feeling this way? What can I do so I'm not really, I'm not going through these emotions every single day? How can I move a little bit fo uh, forward? Well, so, you know, you take one step at a time. And then once I got myself out of the slump, constant slump, it was easier to think about, okay, the big vision. <laughs> what did you what kind of technique or method did you use are you willing to share that oh yes I, I don't mind sharing I'm a big huge mental health advocate so um I, I had to go on therapy uh, it was difficult for me to admit that because like um I had to take some tablets because I was delaying it because I was afraid to admit that I needed help. You know, I'm a mindset coach. Like, who who the heck does that? What kind of person does that? But I had to admit to myself that I couldn't handle it uh, differently anymore. You know, it's enough trying to do it, do it on my own. And that's one of the struggles that I've had in the past. You know, uh, I've always relied on myself. And now, like, okay, I have to... It, it felt like admitting defeat, but it actually wasn't, you know, it was actually the first step forward. So I went for that and I reached out to cognitive behavioral therapy uh, uh, for therapy. And then the therapist did that with me. Uh, I had a couple of friends who, you know, um, used NLP techniques again, you know, to question some of my beliefs. So when I started, uh, going into, you know, doubting myself, I would use what I've learned as a NLP practitioner and use that, but it's not the same, you know, like I, I could tell you like, oh yes, uh, you can heal yourself if you have all those qualifications, but it's not the same. You know, I, I had all those techniques. I knew it. I knew it, but it's not the same. You can't see the 360 you cannot recognize your own patterns until, well, some you can, but until you work with someone and they just like, oh, maybe you should consider this and, it's, and it clicks. Oh, actually does. Yeah, having a coach is such a, a beautiful thing. I always invest in coaches because it's just, yeah, they have the thing I want to achieve and, and have the overview and can point you to um, also little path, like try, try this path. What about exactly. Like, oh, exactly. that one? Yeah, yeah. And we all different use different approaches, different techniques. Uh, for an example, I will always rely 
in my coaching, um, I always rely on my experience, personal experience uh, from, so I can relate uh, to whatever client is going because uh, I think that's a really powerful like way of establishing some kind of rapport with the client, but also relating to their struggles and also, you know, how I've gone out of those struggles. So the experience of going out and what I've done personally, uh, then I will use NLP techniques, neuro-linguistic programming, because uh, that's something which is really, really powerful and creates change very quickly. You know, it has some hypnotic language, timeline therapy is perfect for those like big, heavy emotions. And then uh, last month or two months ago, I joined Energetic breakthrough method uh, certification and that focuses more on energetic stuff so inner uh, working on the inner child shadows divine feminine and masculine so I try to combine a bit of everything because exactly sometimes you excuse me you have a client that will not be able to relate to the spiritual stuff and they will want something which is more a bit logical for their mind. And uh, for me, that was like a really no brainer to in, uh, implement that as well. And it's been absolutely mind blowing, mind blowing for me going through the certification. The certification for yourself. I like, yes, I did loads of courses in the last 25 years just for me, you know. I didn't think that I will be a coach. I was a teacher. I was food. I was studying food engineering. So I did oh. produce salad dressings, nothing with coaching. But I did all these courses and, and seminars for myself to just like learn. And now I can use them all. It's, so, it's just so cool to have a, a, a toolbox full of yes. Tools. So different and um and for say, me when i joined that that course for me it was like okay i want another i felt the calling for a while for it and then the course came in uh, the certification came in promotion and was like oh, i want that i really want that <laughs> like it's something that i want to add to my toolbox you know because it's not everything will work for everyone not all approaches will be uh, good for everyone so something that has worked for me it's not going to work for uh, someone else and being able to you you know like adopt my coaching to the client it's like it's very important for me absolutely and then you have the best results if you're oh yes like, this oh, yes. is my cookie cutter pace no. way, uh, way and you we have to follow this sorry then uh, you won't have the mind-blowing results Yes, exactly. Um, I, I guilt, I'm guilty of trying the cookie cutter approaches from others, like even yeah, just but last year. Learn from them too. And yes, what, yes, what, what, yes. What, what, I, I would never say they are a waste. Uh, you know, e you either like uh, you learn from it either way. If you allow yourself to learn, that's as well. You know, if you disregard it as a failure, you're not going to take the lessons out of it. And I think it's very important. Uh, and this is what I've done last year. I joined the program. I'm still freaking paying it off. <laughs> it was like one year, um, you know, installment plan. And at the time it really uh, sounded amazing. And I was like, yes, yes, I want that. It's like everything that I needed, but as the training got uh, went on, 
I realized, oh goodness, you know, I, I think I've joined out of like fear of missing out on something and not actually like it didn't, when I think back, it didn't really feel right. It was just like tapping into my fear that, you know, I needed to learn. I needed to get better. Um, everything that I've learned so far is not enough. Okay. Yeah, you know, like there, there are courses that we uh, join like that and uh, think about it. And then there was a, we had to go uh, follow the program. You do this and this and this. And I was like a perfect student, did every single step. And then the webinar came in and we were supposed to use um, like script, a certain script. It makes me cringe. Honestly, it makes me cringe when I remember. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say I'm embarrassed, but I'm not. Like, I learned from it, and I followed that script. Even at the time, it felt so wrong on so many levels, but I did it. And, like, I, I could see the numbers dwindling <laughs> as I went along. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? And then after that... And that was like a really eye-opening experience for me. I was like, you know what? The cookie gutter approach does not work. Yeah, but for it won't some work for everyone again. It could work. For yes, it yeah. It really has to be authentic to your business and your life. Yes, Everything. exactly, exactly. Before you make a decision, you have to uh, figure out, okay, does this feel right for me? And the reasons why you're joining a program or joining a course need to be the right reasons. I, I ask my fourth question again, because that's so, so, so interesting. You know, how do you create joy in your everyday life? We, we know a lot of you already like being creative and gardening and playing with your son and making goofy, goofy moves. But do you have like things you do for yourself, for your self-care, for your self-love? You said dancing, going for a walk. You said yes. a lot of things already. But do you have like other little tricks? Because that's what I'm passionate about. Like not having another to-do list for self-care. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Implementing uh, it in true. your day. To uh, definitely. Make every day special and joyful. That's my goal. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, um, I always say like, for an example, even with self-care, it's not the big, it's not always the big things, you know, like sometimes the joy is like, I, I create a joy today for myself by putting on makeup. I don't always put on makeup, but I really took time, uh, put on my makeup, put the mirror, and then I really enjoyed picking out the colors, doing my eyeliner, picking up which lipstick can am I going to use for the interview? So for me, that was joy. <laughs> Those are the little things, you know, uh, I think it's about finding even the smallest things that bring you joy. It can be a bath. Uh, it can be alone time. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with, you know, sensory overwhelmed and screaming by my son. I'll just lock myself in the room for an hour, turn off the lights, you know, put on a blanket. And for me, that's, you know, a way that I relax. Uh, resin is one of the big things that brings me joy. Um, thinking about how am I going to plan the next piece? How am I going to create it? Picking up glitters. <laughs> and definitely being on my own while I'm doing that. You know, that was for me, 
that was something just for me. It wasn't just like, of course, I love playing with my son, but that's that was just for me. Gardening, I have some succulents here. So I keep looking, oh, does it have a new baby leaf or something? Does it need water? You know, a gardening uh, and taking care of plants can be such a joy, uh, uh, great source of joy. Even if it's just like one small plant. And what else? What else? I want to know everything. What else? What else? <laughs> I'm so curious. Sewing. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Yes, so this made by me. Wow. In the, in the last year, and I haven't sewn for like, I think 10 years. That was one of the things I picked to check out fabrics online and I see something, oh, that's something nice. I could create something. So I think I've made around six dresses in the last year. Wow. And, and did you already know how to use the machine or you, you didn't have a machine or you bought one? Uh, no. So I learned when I was like 12, 13, my mom showed me the basics, bare basics. And then before I became a mom, she said, I want to gift you a sewing machine because I know when you become a mom, uh, you're going to need it, like even just for trimming trousers, if that's all you need to use it for. And then I got the sewing machine um, as a gift. And it was like not collecting dust, but it was tucked away in a box. And then last year I thought to myself, you know what, it would be nice because... Um, I can never, I'm we, built weirdly. So when I, uh, I go out to buy clothes, it's it's a bit like a struggle finding something that fits how I want it to fit. And then I started watching videos to remind myself, created one dress uh, as a practice. And then I did, I think three dresses in a row. And that like, that just helped me pick it up like very quickly. And, and that's again I, something, if you know the basics, just do it and try. Yes, and yes. It you nice. know, I, I didn't know uh, how to use, uh, like, a certain, like, how to cut the patterns. Uh, then I didn't know how to uh, create certain hems. Luckily, we have YouTube, so everything is available on YouTube at everything. the end of the day. Like, And I've learned V-neck, like, neckline, U-shape. Like, I've learned so much stuff. The things that... My mom showed me the basics and she doesn't even know. And like we've come full circle. Now I'm telling her how to do something. So it's like really fun. So cool. I was so bad in sewing in school. I like, you know, when, when I can do it with my hands, I like that. But the sewing and everybody was doing a, is that a, a word in English? Bolero jacket, you know? the short, Oh, yes. Short yeah, I know, I know. And I, was, I wasn't into fashion at all. I had t-shirt, hoodie and jeans until I was 20. So um, I did a, a night shirt kind of, but it was just a square with two, you know, like openings for the arms. And it was hilarious. Like, oh, come on. I didn't put it on for one time. So, uh, so I would encourage you and challenge you. If that has been quite a while ago, you might approach it with a different, perspective now yeah so i would love give yourself to, you know, benefit dresses, of the doubt the dresses i love to wear i think they're quite simple they're like five pieces and if i would see another um um what's the what's the material in english 
the the it's not silk, but what is the just the jersey or so when I yeah. buy that and just make the same dress as fitty as I have it already. And for me, that that was the thing why I, I started because I was trying to look for a dress and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I had one black and one dark green. So what I did, I ripped apart the green one so I can make a pattern and then transfer that pattern onto new fabric and create the same dress fabric, that I had. That's the word I was Yes, thinking. yes. So, you know, pick an easy fabric and try, you know, uh, it can be really, really easy. And nowadays you can find uh, digital patterns and they have like really detailed instructions on how to do every single bit of it. So who oh, knows? Oh, you're getting places. <laughs> And it gives me such pleasure, you know, like just wearing this dress for me gives me pleasure because I know that I have made it myself. You know, I know uh, how it came to life. You know, it wasn't it wasn't done by like child labor. It wasn't yes, created please. by child labor. Yeah. You know, you know how it and it's it's something that when I opened my closet, I was like, oh, I made this myself, you know, like it came from my own hands. <laughs> You're getting me somewhere. I just feel it like, ooh, because my one of my best friends, she's really like in, in the sewing game now, full on. And I asked her if she would do a dress for me and how much would it cost? She said like, that's, that's on, you can't pay for the work putting in there. So no, no. Maybe I just uh, asked her showing me how to do it. Yes, wow. and uh, definitely the, you can buy like very simple patterns. And this is what like I could see, you uh, you know, like glowing all the way with the ideas. Uh, that's one of the things that I have learned to appreciate clothes much more and the process of creation after I have created a couple of, um, you know, uh, dresses myself. And now, you know, when there's a birthday or something, uh, especially children's birthday, I can create leggings for the little ones easily because I have a pattern for that. I can create something for someone easily and it's a gift for me, you know, it, I think it feels much more special when it's, it has been created by you. Um, I went to Croatia in August last year to visit my family and I created two blouses, one for my mom and for my sister and they have been so amazed and when they go to work wearing those blouses everyone is like oh my goodness where did you get that shirt and it's unique because I bought the fabric where like you can't see it on someone else so that's joy as well that's joy I love it I love it I want to do so many creative things so uh sewing is not like on the first place but it's it's like approaching me i can feel it thank you so much allow yourself to explore it thank you you're welcome so when like the internet makes it possible that the whole world mm -hmm. can listen to us what is your message to the world that's my last question always oh, what like, is my message to the world i'd say um so many but i remember you can start you can talk and talk yes of course last year uh 
2020, just before lockdown, 31st of January was my first ever speaking gig. And I'm just going to give a little bit of feedback. Up to that point, I've never spoken on stage. It was first time ever that I stood on stage and shared my story. But uh, when I went through NLP training and timeline therapy, I got rid of a lot of my trauma. And during the training, before the training, I felt like I was broken. I, I felt like there was always something wrong with me. I will never be able to experience joy or love or happiness and, you know, really enjoy life until the training. And I remember going in and uh, we were doing timeline therapy, getting rid of the unhelpful emotions. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to surrender to this. I don't know how the heck is this going to work, but you know what? I've got nothing to lose. I came here to change, to change something in my entire, in my life. So I said, let's go. And within minutes, I got rid of such a heavy burden. And up until that point, I felt like I was broken. And when I went on stage for the first time, my message was, you are not broken. Whatever experiences that, that you've had in the past, there is, you know, future for you. There is life, love, happiness, joy, uh, pleasure, everything ahead of you. You can not only survive your bad experiences but you can thrive no matter you know uh, what you've gone through and that's my message you know like no matter what you've been through I know it has it, it might have been tough but trust me you can be happy so oh my message Thank you so much. That's so good. And it's so true. It's, it might not be easy, but it's worth the work and the steps and um... allow yourself, you know, allow yourself to explore what is out there. Allow yourself to, you know, ask yourself, what if it's possible for me to experience and joy and love and happiness if you've been feeling like really low so far? Thank you. Where can people find you? We will put everything into the show notes, yes. but it's, so, uh, it's I'm on to hear it too. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Clubhouse, excuse me, on Facebook, on my website, which is being updated as, as I've changed a bit of like my programs and uh, how I work with people. But the message underlying message is always about the confidence and empowering women. So yes, they can find me there. And are you the, do you have the same handle everywhere, like Anna Bautista? Pretty much, yes. Uh, only on Instagram is Anna J Bautista, but AnnaBautista.com uh, and .co.uk, those are my websites. And that's my website, um, Anna Bautista. If you find me on Facebook, I'll be there. Clubhouse, the same. <laughs> So cool. Oh, it's, yeah. it's nice to have unique names or are there, there, there is, are not many in Bautistas in the world. Aren't there? So no, I'm not sure. Like there are a couple, but when I type in my name, like I think the first two pages is just me, mostly like all my trainings that I've done and strategic <laughs> the LinkedIn. I knew where to put those details. So like, it's good for the SEO. Yeah. 
Ronja Sakrata, I, I don't think there is anybody else. I think in Croatia, I was the only one. I'm not sure. That, that was about eight years ago, so it might have changed, but I was the only one in, uh, in Croatia. Could I send you a letter in about this uh, UK and it will be would would arrive at your at your doorstep? What do you think? We should test that. Let's do that. <laughs> because Ronja Sakata, Switzerland, I bet that this is this is uh, working. Not sure. We can try. <laughs> Let's try that. Let's try that. Let's do that today and try. I send you a, a, a letter and you me, and then we can reveal it on Instagram. Shall we? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, that, let's try. Let's what try. can we lose? There's nothing what can to we lose. lose? Right? What can we lose? That is fun. That brings me joy now to just do this experiment with you. That's so cool. We can be silly and, you know, try things out which are out of the ordinary. Yes, yes. We can. I would have freaked out about that one long time ago. <laughs> Some years ago, it's like... <laughs> what's the point but what's yeah, the point what's right the point? that's what i used to say uh, say to myself let's it's, have the point is to have fun silly joy moments in our everyday life and create them out on our own don't wait for them just create yes create yes. what brings you joy thank you so much enough for your time and your energy it was a real big pleasure to My talk pleasure. to you Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having me. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes if you liked it. Also, make sure to join my free joy group on Facebook to discuss this episode and other joy topics. And you can find the link to it in my show notes on joyismycompass.com slash blog. If you are looking for ways to incorporate more joy into your daily life, I've got the most awesome tool for you. Head over to joyismycompass.com slash UA to hire your personal universal assistant. What is that? You'll find out. Just click on the link joyismycompass.com slash UA. See you in the next episode.